Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. What's going on, everyone? Cam here, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. This is episode number five of the Whitetail Wednesday. This is our Whitetail mini-series, and it's all about certain um you know behaviors of what deer are doing and what kind of activity is going on where so i have a special guest join with me tonight dawson i've actually ran into dawson before at antler river so we've met some time ago dawson how's it going buddy hey cam how are you doing i'm doing well so aside from we'll get into tonight's um your tonight's adventure but how has the previous weeks been for you so far so I took off quite a bit of vacation days, hoping that things would pick up uh, mentally last week with the full moon and everything and the temp, uh, the cold fronts we've had. So far, it looks like my predictions have been kind of wrong, I should say. So I haven't seen, as of last week, I had my first encounter with one of my target bucks, uh, nice nine-pointer. Kind of snuck up behind me. Didn't I? Don't have a shot behind me in my one stand, and she pretty much practically came underneath my tree, and I wasn't able to get a shot off as I have a lot of coverage on this birch tree. Um, and I think he he saw me and got spooked. So unfortunately, I was unsuccessful in getting him that night. Um, that was Friday night, the night before the, the full moon. So I've been hunting hard all last week. You know seen some does here and there spike spike bucks but it hasn't really picked up that that buck wasn't really looking for does he's kind of just eating acorns off the ground and stuff like that uh that was october uh, 30th i believe so since then I, i've been hunting pretty much a lot this week and evenings after work and stuff like that starting yesterday i have seen the chase begin I should say uh last night uh last night around 510, 520. Uh, I saw that same target buck. Uh, he came in, was looking for does. I tried calling him. No response from him. He actually headed the opposite direction of me. I know there was another, unfortunately that night, there was another hunter close by to me because I heard him rattling about every hour. So unfortunately, I feel like that kind of didn't help out. Um, by the way, this uh, I hunt in uh, WMU 78. Okay, yeah. So, um, quite a ways away from the Antler River Archery area. How far are you uh, out of London, really? Uh, about two hours, two okay. and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, I'm more east of you guys. Yep. So, uh, definitely, uh, I've seen the, uh, and witnessed some of the hunting and, and that in your guys' area there, and I've seen the population and what it's like, and it's pretty, uh, you guys are pretty crazy at your population there, so... Uh, when I when I come back here, it uh, seems uh, to be uh, much harder, and I really have to work super super hard. Not that you guys don't have to work hard, but so far the sightings have been few and far between. But when the sightings are there, uh, they're pretty good. So um, tonight I sat in a stand just north of where I sat last night. This night uh, it was a southwest wind. Last night it was more of a northeast wind. So 
around around the same time, I guess around that five ten range, right as it's before dark. Um, I seen a, a buck enter south of me, about three hundred yards south of me, of where I sat the previous night. And um, I saw he was heading the opposite direction of me, so I, I grabbed the horns right away and I just banged him as loud as I could and let, uh, did a couple bleats as well. And next thing you know, he's coming charging my way. I'm hunting on the edge of an alfalfa field, or I should say in between two alfalfa fields and kind of like a gully. That's wicked. So wind's blowing off the right side of my cheek. I'm facing the direction he's coming from, so he comes charging my way. Um, and in my mind, I don't I don't think he's going to come into range just because it's a field, anything can happen. I'm just hoping he comes close enough. So he's coming in, coming in, coming in. Um and I didn't want to film just because he was coming in so fast that I had my bow in my hand and I couldn't get him on film. And uh, I pick up my bow and he's coming in and I could tell he wasn't going to come any closer. So when he went broadside, I, I, I drew back and I ranged him and he was at 67 yards. And wow. I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making that shot. Yeah, <laughs> not I, <bet>. <laughs> I just didn't feel comfortable to make make that far of a shot as much as I shoot 60 and 70 and stuff like that it just nah, I just wasn't wasn't going to let that arrow fly yeah. so at that point when he was broadsiding me because he was trying to get downwind to me when he was coming into the call so he's downwind to me I have my ozonics going so I don't think he smelled me but right after I drew back and I was on him and I knew I wasn't going to make the shot he turned around kind of ran 50 yards south of me stopped looked around and then at that point, it drew back down. And when he was looking the other way, I, I, I brought up my, my grunt call and I grunted at him. And he snapped his head back at my direction and looked my direction and kind of stomped his foot. So I was hoping he was going to come back and start working my way again, but closer. But unfortunately, he decided uh, there wasn't any action there for him, so he left. So pretty exciting night, to say the least, um, so far. Um, these last few nights, I've seen the chase kind of pick up eventually. So I think I, I took my vacation days at the wrong time. Yeah, I would, because uh, you had mentioned that you're you're starting to see the chase down up your way, um, and kind of where we are. Um, I was out uh, with the Heathen Outdoors guys, and we had seen the chasing two weeks, three weeks ago, I think at this point, yeah, we're in November. So probably two and a half weeks ago and the chasing had really wow. kicked off then. And, um, you know, bucks sparring bucks have been sparring here for two weeks, two weeks at this point, you know, pretty, you know, pretty repetitively. And, uh, it, it's crazy that you're not that far away, but there's that change in, you know, behavior. So, now you also said that um, you were with your bow tonight, correct? Yeah, with my uh, with my bow tech. So it, what's what is your controlled like work there? Because we're we're right now in the beginning of our controlled hunt for um, shotgun muzzle loader. Pretty well, I think. I thought up to your guys' area, but uh, you were out with your bow. Yeah, so my area is kind of a unique area. WMU. 78 is a bow only season October 1st to December 31st. Oh, wild. So no gun season, not a lot of pressure. Um, which is actually pretty good because you don't really get to hunt them in areas. It's a, bit, it's a small area. It's kind of 
So if you look up WMU, let's say, I'll tell you specifically, uh, I hunted WMU 78E, and it pretty much goes to, uh, let's say, like kind of Scarborough-y out just outside Toronto. Okay. And then it goes, pretty much goes east all the way up to Oshawa, and then it goes north, kind uh, of Stouffville-ish area. So that's the reason why it's bow only, because it's so close to the city, right? So yeah. I hunt. I'm pretty pretty close into the city, so um, yeah, I don't really have that gun pressure, which is amazing. Absolutely. Um, so I'm lucky to be able to just get in whenever I can, and I don't have to worry about a season closing because I do. We do own 75 acres uh, even further east in Brighton. Yeah. Uh, just before Belleville. Yeah. And uh, they have a, their their gun season's on right now, so it's kind of that same scenario. So I kind of bounce back between the two. Um, I haven't been able to actually hunt my uh, 75 acre property yet they do have some cell cams out there but I have some nice bucks coming out I'm going to head there this weekend unfortunately there's warm weather but I don't think that warm weather is really going to have a huge effect on the uh, on the rut right now yeah I'm just looking at a map here uh, that, that's quite the stretch up up towards the Oshawa way there that's a pretty good stretch of of bows only so if you can certainly lock down the property I would uh, might have to share your spots and I might come join you <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I've been trying. It's, it's actually really hard to get permission in these areas because uh, mm-hmm. when I got I got permission on this property two years ago, and I've been learning it. I've had some crazy experiences the last two years. Some amazing footage. Some of the most amazing stuff I've seen that other hunters have probably have never seen. And uh, I'm just trying to dial it in now. But when I went to go ask permission, I probably. I probably went out to about, I don't know, 30 to 50 maybe farms and asked permission all around that area, um, even Uxbridge, like all around there, like, and everyone was just like, oh, we got guys that are hunting here already, or, you know, you're the third hunter today asking me, you know, there's there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of hunters in in the GTA area, so um, it's, it's, it's definitely been, uh, been tough. So I've been glad I've locked down this property. It is a very small property, so I hunt pretty close to the property line of this property, and my access isn't the greatest, so um, it, it, it is tough. But over the last few years, it just, it's gone closer and closer now to being able to get that, that deer. Yeah. I should probably share with you guys, I've been bow hunting for eight years now. Bow hunting, I guess, since I was about 14 years old. I have... I have yet to harvest a deer in my life. Really? It's not to say, yeah, it's not to say I haven't had the opportunity. Um, but when I started out bull hunting on, on our 75-acre property, the deer population wasn't really there. So my dad kind of, my dad was a big hunter and brought me into it. He kind of said, you know, let's, let's, let's not shoot any does. Let's try to, let's try to, you know, if we have a big buck come in, you know, shoot him. So I wasn't, my dad's always been a rifle hunter. So, um, when I've been, I've been taught basically by a rifle hunter my whole life and, um, you know, to, to just get a big one, but even though with a bow, kind of any deer is kind of a, you know, a huge challenge and should, uh, I should have maybe, you know, executed on that earlier. So I had the experience because now at this point now I've passed a lot of does over the years, a lot of does, a lot of spike bucks, you know, I kind of just wanted my first year to be you know, a nice buck, like a nice two-year-old or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So 
now I'm at the point this year. It's like you know what? I, I need the experience. I just need to get it done. I need to you know get that practice in because I've had all with all these crazy experiences I've had and stories I've I've had when I was a teenager and all the you know lessons I had to learn um, with deer coming in and you know I've had some, some some big failures with you know safety harnesses getting in the way or you know deer coming in at last light can't see kind of deal and there's a lot of lessons I did learn in, in my young years and and now at this point I, I bought an additional uh, doe tag this year so I'm definitely going to take a doe probably in December this year but uh, it's been a long time coming for for me and it's been it's been very hard very discouraging uh, you know it's just kind of at that point it's like when is this going to happen for me um, I don't want to you know feel, sound greedy or anything like that because I've had plenty of opportunities to shoot deer and I just you know felt to me that um, it was going to be more special if I got a nice buck but that's really definitely not the, the case for a first year I think the first year with a with a bower gunner should be any deer you choose to um, so no I can I can deer. certainly appreciate that um, it, it it's a lot to take one and certainly I know um, my run-ins with you Dawson at Antler River some time ago you were sharing stories of some some wild deer that some great bucks that you've encountered with some awesome deer you've had on your properties and uh the fact that you you haven't harvested one kind of floors me really um I know your, your ethics as we talked a little earlier are beyond subpar for sure and I think you're doing all the right things and your your time will definitely line up but uh it's I can really respect how much waiting time you're putting into it. Certainly something good is to come out of that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure, though, at the same time, too, right? Like, when that deer came in tonight, my heart's outside of my chest because it's like, I've been waiting eight years for this, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, how do I calm myself down? So I've, over the years, I've kind of just learned how to calm myself down now and just put the pressure aside and just close my eyes and breathe and just, you know look at the body aim and shoot don't look at the at the racks right yeah and i think my lowest part of the lowest point of the season this year was on friday night when that buck came under me my shooter came under me and i couldn't get a shot off and i kind of watched it slip through my fingers and it was at that point i was just like i'm done like <laughs> it's been eight years i'm done with this i don't know if i could do this anymore i've been i've spent hours and hours and i've seen crazy stuff it's like how do i how do i continue doing this and uh you know i started to think about it and i I listen to a lot of other hunting podcasts and and stuff like this because there's a lot of other guys in the world that experience the same thing the same you know feel discouraged i'm sure we all do we've all been there and um i just started to look at it differently now and just sort of instead of you know having the shot on the deer and, and seeing that as a success i see the success now is is seeing the deer seeing the deer come is the success for me now and tonight when that deer didn't I wasn't able to get the shot off I didn't wasn't upset and I didn't beat myself over it and and you know scream at myself in the car about it because I just knew I'm just you know what like I'm this is fun like I I like doing this I I can't take the fun away from this and be upset and mad because it is a huge mental game as you guys know right yeah no it your your time will certainly come, Dawson, and it'll be 
I'm hoping, I'm praying for you that it's going to be a absolute stud of a deer, something that'll even just put you back in your boots. Yeah, I know. I, I always, you know, I've, I've wished for that. But honestly, at anything at this point now, like, I, I'm not going to, I won't shoot a spike box just because, you know, I just, just what I want to do, I'd rather, you know, shoot a nice, a nice doe or, you know, a two-year-old or, or something. I just, I don't know, my ethics have just always been there to, you know, grow grow the deer and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. when that perfect opportunity comes, I'll take it. And, you know, looking back, you know, I wish I wish I did take some of those big does when I was 14 or 15 with the bow. And it, it definitely was hard for me. But honestly, I have enjoyed a lot just watching and studying and, and learning. Um, and I, I, I know the time will come soon. I just hope it comes uh, sooner than later because I'm starting to become a pretty impatient. But... Um, so I want to I want to pick your ear over um, something that not a lot of people are too um, invested into, and that's the moon phase. Um, I'm actually a big believer in the moon phase, and in my all of my research, all of these books, I got my little book here in front of me, and it is just simply just a little calendar book that I keep, and I go through all of my hunts and I record everything. And on all of my recordings, after the hunting of our full moon in October, um, and this would have been the 31st this year, the last five days behind that full moon seem to be almost, I'm not going to say the worst because it's still great hunting. Bucks are obviously still chasing in our area and the rut's really starting to pick up, but it tends to be the slower time. Do you yourself look into much in the moon phases? Yeah, I was actually a huge, huge, because this is how my dad brought me up, but a huge believer in the moon, honestly. But if you look at online and you listen to other guys and what's scientifically proven, a lot of these, you know, these outfitters and these guys on YouTube say that it's been scientifically proven that the full moon has absolutely uh, no basically significance of when the rut is going to start i guess they say um to me the full moon i look at the when i see the full moon i look at when that full moon's full that buck is going to get in his bed before i get to my stand in the morning and um he's going to be probably already in his in his bed when i leave the stand in the evening he's going to come out at night and a lot of that breeding is probably going to take place at night so um, I look at I look at my some of my best honey days have been before the full moon. Yeah, generally I was gonna say in my records it would be the three to four days before, and usually even just the day before it, you can notice it start to slow down. But I would say the four days before that full moon is when things are really gonna pick up. That's when you really want to get in that tree stand. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I took a lot of vacation off. Uh, last week before the full moon, you know, I was in there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the weekend before. So I'm trying not to pressure my spot a lot. It's hard because it's small. And I only have one access in. Um, but the last two years, like I, that's why I tried to pinpoint it when I should take my vacation days because I saw a lot of my biggest year I've seen and a lot of the activity I've seen was around the 24, 26, 28 time frame of October. Right. This year has been really different. My sightings 
or my sightings and my my photos on my camera i've been so low this year compared to the last two years i was starting to get very worried um but when i had seen my my buck came in friday night last week um it kind of changed for me and then now tonight because when they're chasing and stuff like that it just explodes and you never know who's going to show up but this year has been i've been actually really worried because i had my target buck the last two years when i first got permission on this property is a deer i called fracture he was a four and a half year old i was getting pictures of right away all over the place and i actually got to film him breed a doe mount a doe and breed with her in the field in the evening oh, and that evening nice. was october 28 2018 he came that night was probably the best hunting i've ever had in my life because around 4 30 i had a buck i called peewee a young six-pointer nice six-pointer came in looking for does i couldn't get him close enough and then 45 minutes after him this nice eight-pointer came out came about 50 yards almost got into my shooting range and then he left and then right before last night i see my target bus fracture come into the field with a doe and all those bucks prior to that came in that field looking for that that hot doe and sure enough my big 155 you know inch deer comes in with her and he's all over her and i couldn't i tried smart wheezing him grunting at him he's with the hot doe he's not gonna leave her so I saw three bucks in that one night in 2018, and I was just like, okay, I know what I'm going to do next year. And he was on my camera at 11.30 a.m., like two days before that, right by my stand. So he was looking around, and this is when I had absolutely no idea what was going on in this property because it was my first year. Then last year, 2019, um, I moved, moved the stand around, moved some cameras around, um, and... I started getting more pictures of him scraping, doing lots of scrapes around October 13, 15, 2019, around that whole week scraping lots. And then my peewee buck, who's now a four-year-old, and Fracture is now a five-year-old, they're competing on scrapes in the same spot, getting crazy photos. And on November 1st last year, I saw Fracture come in that field and breed that doe again, except he came in from an opposite direction of where I thought he was going to come in. And I'm like, this deer's doing the same thing, but now November 1st, um, you know, a couple of days later than the previous year. And I have some amazing footage of him looking right my way, and I just couldn't get him over to me. And that's the year I started taking out a decoy with me. Smart. So I took out a, a decoy with me that year. Smart guy. One early frosty morning. Um, I think it was like November 4th days after that i had a decoy with me and right right at around just after six o'clock or so i hear like a huge deer coming through the frosty the leaves coming towards me right and then as you get closer i know it was him so he's coming right behind my decoy about to enter the field and i'm like wow this is gonna happen and he looks at my decoy i sprayed my decoy down completely sent it away i put some buck some buck urine on it and stuff like that and the wind was good, and he looked at it, stomped, and, like, scraped, and then, like, just blew at it, and then ran away. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I have not seen him since. To me right now, he's dead. I have no photos of him at all this year. Nothing. No photos of him. And I've actually kind of made me a little upset because I was looking forward to seeing, because he would have been six and a half this year. Mm-hmm looking forward to what he looked like this year so you never know 
he could show up or show up next year. Um, but that's kind of the big uh, story I had since I started hunting this property was with him. And I kind of feel like he's gone now and I've just kind of moved on with other deer. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a ride. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't count them out just yet. I, I definitely know of a lot of close buddies hunting right now who um, some of their biggest bucks have been gone off of the property for a year and actually two years on, on one of my friends. Um, and that buck has actually come back and seeing all kinds of photos of them. So don't count those bucks out. If they're wandering around going to new properties, they could come back. And hopefully that's the case for you, Doss. Um, just before we head out of here, what are you kind of expecting for your WMU in the next week or two? Um, I'm thinking it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up even more now. Um, I wish I could I could be there during the week, but I'm definitely going to be a weekend warrior now. So I think from now, um, I think November 6th will be good. Uh, November 7th, you know, the week after that, as that full moon starts to it's completely close now. Um, the deer won't be, will be moving more, I think, to, uh, during the daytime instead of the night. And um, I think it'll be, despite the warm temps this week into next week, I think it's still a good time to get out there. The chasing's happening um, for us out here. Absolutely. So I'm going to stay at it this weekend. I'm going to hunt a different property this weekend. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we close the deal. If not, we'll be looking at the, uh, at the post rut looking into when the second round usually happens for me around the last week of November into the first week of December. So hopefully we get it done before that point because that's, that's when it starts to become very hard, obviously, as you guys know. Yeah. So, um, well, I uh, I, I wish, wish you the best of luck. I know you're being persistent and you're putting in the work, so it's bound to pay off sooner or later. Definitely hang in there and the time will come. I think this, I'm like you said, uh, on the point there of the heat being next week, uh, like don't let that discourage you. At this point in the game with that kind of heat, those bucks are still going to be up, moving around. I think we're going to reach peak rut right around early on in the week. And I think that's going to be really good for us bow hunters getting back into the stand. So hopefully that's uh, that's a good calling for you, man. I agree, Cam. I hope uh, you guys take advantage of that too. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably had some, some good sightings. I've seen some of your stuff on, on social media there. It looks like things have been, been going good for you guys for a while. I've seen you've been, been out on some public land too. Yeah, I did try my first go at public land on the muzzleloader, and it was... All I can say is you, you definitely got to do your checks before applying for your tags. Um, I haven't actually partaken in the muzzleloader hunt in uh, two years now. So um, with me being on a new property that I'm mostly bow hunting, I actually decided to take the muzzleloader out there this year. But it was in the wrong WMU. So I kind of kind of only subject to public lands and uh you know thankfully it's just a week and we can get back at it with the bow but you know you live and learn but definitely do your checks do your research and uh, there's lots of resources available to help you make sure you're hunting the right area and that's that's super important but unfortunately i'm going to uh you know and, and i did have a very nice 140 150 inch buck that i did see the night previous uh the last day of bow and he was out feeding in the field. I was really hoping to get back after there and uh, um, for the muzzleloader and just didn't fan out. 
That's too bad, man. Big time, but, man. Uh, so your guys, uh, so when, when can you get out there with the bow again? Uh, we're back on Monday. Oh, Monday. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I wish you guys good luck with that. Um, uh, I'm hoping, you know, one of us gets uh, some success. I see uh, Vital Crave, uh, they got some, some pretty good gear going. So hopefully it's our turn soon. Yeah, I, I hope so too, brother. Well, I appreciate you joining in, and uh, me and you will certainly keep in touch over the the next little while. would love to hear some more stories, and um, yeah, heck, give me a call anytime. Thanks, Cam. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you later, buddy. Yeah. See ya. Bye. So that was Dawson, and what an awesome story he had there. He's been, one, he's a good guy because he shoots a bow tech like me, and you know he's got some awesome stories he's he's been a few years that have been very unsuccessful so um you know and that could be by choice he's he's doing his kind of due diligence he's allowing some deer to grow and you know if you're on a private property that can really help your deer herd and the quality of deer really grow and i mean for those people that have doe tags you know does are beyond um, what we thought they would be as far as their population goes for 2020. So, you know, if you have a doe tag, don't be upset about taking a doe. A, a doe is a beautiful animal and certainly would fill the freezer. I know if I get the opportunity at a great doe, I will certainly not hesitate. And um, hopefully we can get it done in the next week here and put something in the freezer. I know I'm, I'm starting to lose meat and I'm not a fan of going to the grocery store. So thanks everyone for tuning in. If you want to get your story heard, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. Stay along with this ride and check us out on YouTube as well. Watch all our podcasts. We're going to have some films coming up of the hunts that we're on and be sure to check out the online website and the shop. We have new camp hoodies, three-quarter tees, and t-shirts. That's www.ontariooutdoorpursuit.com. Support the podcast, support the brand, and get out there and hunt. We'll see you guys next week for episode number six. Oh, 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 oh,